Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Ninety-three WIBC. My name is Craig Collins filling in. Um, lots of stuff to talk about. I will get to uh, the superintendent uh, resignation story in just a bit. We're going to do a couple things quickly first, though. I do think this is interesting. Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, in a recent interview, admitted, I think for the first time, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that the vaccine does cause myocarditis. Uh, this is something that you remember early on during all of the different um social media things the twitter files showed happened uh, you'd get banned on twitter for saying this and now it's something that fauci just squeaks in there on an abc interview i uh, will also saying of course that the myocarditis from COVID itself is much worse than from the vaccine here we go again we have experience with this type of vaccine in billions of people it's a safe vaccine of course with the mrna there's a very 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 low risk particularly in young men of getting a myocarditis. Of course, of course. But if you look at the risk of myocarditis from COVID itself is greater than the risk of the vaccine. Here's the thing I don't understand, and no one has actually answered as far as a question for me, uh, unless maybe somebody out there can send me this information. I can't find it anywhere. Every time that you interact with coronavirus or the COVID vaccine, especially as, again, a young man who's in the most risk category, for having a negative reaction, does it up your chances of getting myocarditis or having heart inflammation that might actually scar and permanently damage your heart? Does each instance cause that risk uh, to be a one? Is it sort of like, you know, any sort of other mathematical probability? Every time I roll a dice, my chances of getting a six go up because I'm rolling the dice more and more and more. And that to me is the most significant threat of choosing whether or not to get a vaccine or whether or not to uh, just wait for and eventually get COVID. Because the thing we do know, and everyone admits now about the vaccine, is it doesn't prevent you from getting COVID. So that's a question that I don't think people are willing to or likely to answer, or even studies can try to quantify and identify the risk associated with each interaction. Um, but if you're in a group of people, any group that's not high risk for any of the most serious complications of any of the COVID, um, you know, uh, variations that existed out there, then I think you're very likely just by simple mathematical probability to be doing more harm than good based on all the interactions with COVID or the COVID vaccine. And that's a very simple, that's not going over the top for anybody anywhere out there on whether or not you should get vaccinated, whether or not it's a bioweapon. I'm not trying to tell you those feelings are, are right or wrong. I'm just saying that to me, the most interesting part of all this is giving me a more definitive answer to whether or not many, many Americans put themselves at greater risk of potentially permanent heart uh, inflammation uh, beyond just the temporary version of myocarditis because of consistent interactions with some form of COVID or COVID vaccine. Uh, let me play this audio. I think this is pretty interesting. Uh, this is Elon Musk speaking about the news of the day and also being interviewed about how he's apparently a supervillain, according to The New Yorker. I love this. I'll note that the, the two positions that you've taken that have brought the most heat on you 
Number one, defending free speech. Number two, advocating peace. And <laughs> how dare you, Elon Musk? Yeah, how dare you? How dare you? And there's there's an article. Yeah, we're living in an upside down world. There's there's an article in today's New Yorker calling you a supervillain because you're advocating peace and protecting the First Amendment. I'm it is crazy the way in which this goes. But then Elon eventually goes on to say that today's society, it's so hard to tell a fact from fiction or parody from real news. People to eat their vegetables? Uh, you know, at, at this point, you literally cannot tell actual press from parody. No. It's, it's, it's like, if that was a battle of your onion sector. Uh, no, literally. You know, it, you're, you're doing a... You're doing a and, and, and change the banner to... You know, Babylon V or whatever, onion or something like that. Have some parody thing. Right. And be like, oh, that's a good joke. Yeah, that's true of so many different news stories. Even the news story that says there's absolutely no proof uh, that Biden uh, benefited somehow in any way from the dealings of Hunter Biden that the president didn't. Because just to recap the stuff that we do know, we don't have a bank account with uh, Joe Biden's name on it that has money from uh, Hunter from his business dealings in Ukraine or his business dealings in China. But they lied about that, first and foremost, said Hunter never made money from those countries. He did. They lied about Biden interacting with and talking to Hunter Biden business associates. He got on phone calls. He had meetings at the White House as the vice president. That's a lie that matters. And lie after lie after lie makes you wonder, why are they lying in the first place? Why, why is all this uh, the way it is? But honestly, if you put all of those different parts of, hey, there's a lot of smoke here. Let's go ahead and look for that final fire and then wrote Babylon B in front of it, it would seem like a joke. It would seem like a, a fake news story. Democrats deny uh, Joe Biden uh, benefited from the Hunter Biden um, you know, business dealings, even though this, this, and this all occurred. All right. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about is the uh, bigger news story out there in the world of the Hamilton Southeastern Superintendent Yvonne Stokes resigning and the board voting uh, to you know say, cool, Good job. Uh, we'll go ahead and accept that resignation. And then the fallout of it, all the reactions to it, all the things people are saying uh, as the first uh, black superintendent. Um, she is someone that that I guess was was hailed by a lot of people uh, for that um, qualification. And now some people are saying that that's the reason she's losing her job. Uh, that is not the truth. Uh, the simple truth is the board changed from people that supported some of the initiatives and beliefs and things like putting microaggressions into a student handbook uh, that this superintendent supported to a board that thought that that was bad, to a board that thought that that was not a, a good thing to be teaching our kids, essentially that people are racist without knowing it or intending it is one of the uh, things that's described within the microaggression definition itself. And so they told her, we'd like to see somebody else do this job that's not going to teach everybody these things that we think are damaging. A lot of companies, a lot of uh, organizations, when management changes, when the people in power changes, they usually change the person who's running the day to day. That happens a lot. That's what happened here. And the reasons why are easily found by many, many people. I think it's sort of ridiculous that it's going to become a conversation about something it doesn't need to be a conversation about because it's, it's fairly easy to see what's actually going on. A quick break, a lot more. Craig Collins filling in. Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. 
Matt's in the Morning News, 93 WIBC. My name is Craig Collins filling in. Matt and Jonathan hang out as they do every morning on this show. Uh, someone in Houston gained access to one of the construction signs on the roadways there and apparently changed the sign from saying something probably important to saying, uh, due to the hot weather, go bleep yourself, is all it said for several hours. Uh, went viral. Uh, people reacted. Mostly people, I think, enjoyed it. Uh, probably anyone that needed whatever the actual information was on it. I didn't love it quite as much. Uh, but I wonder if uh, anyone on the show got access to a electronic sign on the roadways. Would you be tempted to put any sort of message up there of your own? Uh, or what do you think of this story? Oh, uh, yes. I mean, yeah, like, I'm sure I could think of something. I don't know what yeah. I would put, but yeah, an opportunity like that cannot be wasted. <laughs> I love that take, Jonathan. Matt? The number of emotions that just went through me is crazy. Um, first <laughs> off, I feel really old because my first reaction was, what kind of monster would do that to a roadside? Um, <laughs> and, and when I was in high school, the I had a collection. People. I had a collection of stop signs in my bedroom, and I'm not proud to to, to admit that. But but these are very important things in our roads. But then sure. at the same time, I'm with Jonathan, and it's like, yeah, I, I would put a picture of a, of a whatever up there. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. that's just the... the, the, the <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think it's funny. But at the same uh, time, we yes. need that sign, man. Come I on. Would, no, right, I know. I would laugh at it if I saw it. And to be honest, I would probably put something like whatever the message is supposed to be, plus please listen to me on the radio uh, just on the bottom. <laughs> you know, a little bit of branding never hurts anybody. No, no. Um, but but I, I do love this, and most people thought it was pretty funny. Uh, but I, I had the same reaction you did, uh, Matt, which makes me feel old, too. The part of me is like, I wonder what the actual information was supposed to be and how relevant to the drivers or it was. Or just something like work zone impending. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, anything no big deal. You know? right. uh, another thing out there, I don't know how you guys will react to this, and actually, Jonathan specifically, I'd love to know what you think of it. Uh, people prefer animals to people, according to a new study, a new survey. I would ask, do you like people more or do you like animals more? Overwhelmingly younger people said absolutely animals more. The only generation that said they like people more was 65 plus. However, men were far more likely to say that they liked people over animals uh, women, way, way different. For men, it was 44% that said they like people, 40 that said they like animals, and 15 that said, I don't know how to answer that question. And then for women, it was 38 that like people, 48 that liked animals, and 14 that weren't sure. Uh, but young people overwhelmingly uh, like animals more. Jonathan? Yeah, I. that makes sense. That's not a surprise. <laughs> All right. Because, you know, right. kids, p people my age, because I guess we're, we're technically not kids. Yeah. But sometimes it feels like we are. People my age, you know, we've, we've, we've got some crazy ideas. Not me. Sure. But an animal can't tell you that you're wrong. No, it can't. Whereas it, it loves you every day. It when does. you come home, the dog at the door is very happy to see you. It does. And, yeah. you know, the whole These things are all good. The whole dog mom thing is like a big deal with people oh. my age now. That's an example of ridiculous things that people my age think. Yeah. And so like, I, with that involved as well, it, it makes sense. I like my dog a lot. Um, I don't consider myself a parent of my dog. So whenever when anyone calls me like a dog dad, it, it's very awkward to, to deal with that or to try to <laughs> respond to that. Because like they, they seem like they're doing it, I don't know, for some reason. And I, I feel the need to correct them every time. Be like, well, no, I'm not the father of this animal, but I'm very, very happy that it's my pet. And people get very uncomfortable. But that that's to me is the weirdest thing that exists in the world right now is calling yourself a, a dog mom or dad. I don't know what that is. I don't either. It it just okay. means that you're a good pet owner. That's all it means. <laughs>
Right. Yeah. That my pet is happy and I like my pet. My pet likes me. All right. Uh, a couple other quick things out there that I thought were interesting. A raging river of red wine uh, flowed through a street in Portugal. Apparently this. two distilleries. Did you see this story? Oh, yes. Two distilleries at the same time had tanks that burst. So 600,000 gallons of red wine flowed through the streets. People reacted. It was crazy. Would this be a sign of the apocalypse to you or the best day of your life? If My you were first thrilled thought to was wine? what kind of wine is it? Um, <laughs> if, if that's a Merlot, that's going to be a hell of a headache the next morning. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't your, know. stick that's your a head good in question. the river. Yeah. And start swimming in the river of wine. I mean, I That's think true. it's something would biblical. Would you dive in? If it went past your house, would you dump in for a second? Yeah, if a camera was on, I'd do anything. Um, sure. It's, <laughs> yeah, no, nice. no problem at all. But, okay, good. No, no, I mean, I'm not going to stick my I mean, I'm not going to drink anything, but I'm not going to stick my hands yeah. in a river of wine. No, it's fine. That all makes sense. <laughs> uh, part of me would be tempted as well. Uh, by the way, I did find the list of what uh, each body part is worth from an insurance claim. We talked about that earlier in the show when we were talking about stunts we might do. I'll tell you guys off air, but... Uh, they're not very good. Uh, for example, a pinky is only worth $10,000. That doesn't feel worth it for any sort of risk associated there. Uh, but I'll get into more of this in a second. For anyone that doesn't know what I'm talking about, there's a podcast somewhere that might explain it. Uh, but we'll take a break uh, for traffic. Matt, save me from whatever I'm talking about right now. Oh, you can get a pinky anywhere. That's the morning news, 93 WIBC. My name is Craig Collins filling in. Thrilled to be with you. Lots of stuff to talk about. I want to play this audio. This is Representative Scott Perry answering a question. I even included the question from the reporter uh, trying to say, what proof do you have? What evidence do you have at all that uh, the president of the United States, former vice president of the country, might somehow potentially be in on the ridiculous amounts of money, the millions of dollars uh, that Hunter Biden was paid for what was definitely selling access to his dad, uh, the illusion of access, excuse me, to his dad, as defined by a lot of uh, left-leaning media. Here's how he answered the question. Can I ask, what actual evidence do you have, as opposed to allegations, to show to the American public that would merit an actual impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden and prove that today isn't just about some of you... Oh, I don't know. McCarthy for the sake of enacting political revenge. Uh, this isn't about political revenge. We have the bank accounts. We can see, ma'am, you can see that the homes that the Bidens own can't be afforded on a, on a oh. congressional or Senate salary. You also understand that it's not normal for family members to receive millions of dollars from overseas interest. It is Those not. things aren't normal. This they, they are not normal. They don't make sense. They're things that you deserve to investigate. It is hilarious. Here, here, I'll say this. And if you were listening early on in the show, I did say that at the end of the day, going after Biden, if Democrats can go ahead and sacrifice Biden on whatever altar they can give him up on, it doesn't really hurt Democrats. I think they'd be thrilled to do that. Whether or not we gain more information about corruption beyond the Biden family is an interesting notion. And I'd love to see if that happens based on this impeachment inquiry. But I, I am concerned that all that happens is you out a guy who's deeply unpopular in his own political party. And then you wind up with Harris as the president for some amount of time. And after Harris is the president for some amount of time, they run somebody else and blame Republicans for their very much desired uh, outcome of not having Biden run for reelection. That's the Democratic side of the aisle. So I think the impeachment inquiry might eventually help Democrats. I don't like that part. Uh, no matter how much I do want to know all the information going in. And let's be honest, the Senate, tremendously unlikely to actually go ahead and remove Biden from power. So that aspect exists there too. Uh, but it is not normal to have that much money in that many places flowing into shell accounts and all this other stuff uh, that exists around the Bidens. 
And we're so we're so separated in the world of our political ideology that the left can actually say out loud they don't want this investigated more. That's insane. That 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 in and of itself is just sort of crazy to be like, no, don't even investigate it. He told us that it's not it's not corruption or that he didn't have any money. Uh, Biden at one point told us that uh, Hunter didn't make any money from China. That's been debunked. A lot of stuff's been debunked. But stop it is basically all they're saying. I want to move on. I like this a lot. Uh, Elon Musk appeared at an all-in summit, uh, and a podcast is available out there. And he was asked uh, just a ton of questions about pretty much everything. Uh, But when he touched on the way that Twitter was impacted by the ADL, I thought this was one of the most interesting parts of that discussion, Uh, the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, and how they pushed to boycott or pause um, people from advertising on Twitter and how significant of an impact that had just on American advertising, on advertising in other countries. Of course, it didn't matter. Uh, But Elon uh, says some pretty interesting things about what that organization is today and how they operate. Yeah, I mean, the fact of the matter is that uh, ADL did initiate a boycott. They don't call it a boycott. They call it a pause. But, you know, pause that is never-ending. It's boycott. (laughs) Yeah. so and 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 we just we saw a massive drop in uh, U.S. advertising. We saw basically no change in, in advertising in Asia, but domestically with ADL is strong. We saw sixty uh, percent drop in advertising. So you know that's uh, pretty intense. Right. Um, and um, and this is despite you know showing repeated. Uh, analyses of the system, including third-party analysis of the system, which actually showed that uh, the number of uh, views of hateful content uh, declined. So that's most important, is what he said at the end there, is that any third-party information, any assessment of Twitter right now actually admits that the amount of people that are viewing, quote-unquote, hateful things is less than it used to be, that it used to be much worse, and that robots and bots and all that stuff were part of uh, the false uh, immediate spike data that was out there as far as hate speech went on Twitter. And once they removed that, things got markedly better. Uh, Elon went on to say that the ADL was instrumental in getting Donald Trump to platformed and talked about how um, putting him back on the platform was akin to uh, supporting hateful speech. And then uh, Trump has said barely anything at all on Twitter is something that Elon also points out there. But it's just interesting because he also goes on to say the ADL is essentially an activist organization now uh, that has political uh, ties and does things for political reasons. And there's so many power structures like that uh, that exist out there uh, that we don't talk about and hear about as often in as candid as terms with as specific of um, an experience as the new owner of Twitter has. So if anything, I think the most fascinating part of super rich person in our country uh, buying a giant social media platform and turning it into something different has been all of this access to additional information uh, from Elon, who people then tell you not to trust if they're on a certain side of the aisle, I would think, uh, that really seems to be um, confirming a lot of people's suspicions in a lot of those places and how instrumental control of social media really is uh, to controlling the narrative of any conversation today and how much government sort of assumes uh, that all of these social media companies will play ball the way they want them to. And that Twitter has stopped and has been attacked time and again. And Elon Musk is now getting uh, attacked again and again with all kinds of different, all of a sudden, um, you know, lawsuits and and other things. 
Uh, it's very, very interesting to hear him say that at that summit and just continue to kind of court, I guess, um, targeting of him even more uh, by those organizations that would rather not be named in any of these summits or anything else. All right, I'll take a break. A lot more in a bit. Craig Collins filling in. Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC. Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC. My name is Craig Collins filling in. Matt and Jonathan hanging out as they do every morning on this show. Uh, Have you guys heard before the accusation that the NFL is scripted, that they have some sort of control over the games and how they all play out and who wins what? Like it's a WWE thing. Has anybody heard this? I have, and it's utterly ridiculous. (laughs) It is ridiculous. It's hilarious. But here's the thing I'll tell you. If Tom Brady comes back and plays for the Jets, I'm going to feel like it's a little bit scripted at some point. (laughs) I'm kidding because I do kind of want to see that. And by the way, I know this is Indianapolis. I know as I actually also do a lot of people, no fan of Tom Brady and his life's unfair, man. There's a video of him. I think yesterday demonstrating he's actually very good at basketball uh, playing with his son. And like they're both, yeah, they're both just hitting shot after shot. That's not fair. He's got a brand new Victoria's Secret model girlfriend after the, you know, relationship thing, uh, the divorce, I guess I should call it, to the other Victoria's Secret person. Like, it's just not fair. But if he comes back and plays and does like a half season, like week five, I'd like him to call a game and enter it at halftime. That's what I'd like to see happen. And then I think you got to kind of cheer for the guy uh, as, as, you know, impactful and significant as his career has been even though I think it's unfair that his life is more awesome than mine in every single way. This is a great script flip. Um, what you do is you have him in the broadcast booth, and it's all of a sudden he's like, I can't take this anymore, and he just tears <laughs> off his suit, and he got the Jets jersey on and runs down onto the field and right. scores yeah. a game-winning touchdown. You know when this happened, Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles on Monday. Um yeah, I can't play for the Jets while for the rest of the season like you're talking about. We have a guy here, we had here, uh, Craig, his his name was Andrew Luck, and he was a great quarterback, uh-huh. and uh, he retired. Some people would say prematurely, I would agree with that, and um, I started seeing tweets about, let's bring Andrew Luck to the New York Jets, and I about lost my mind. Because of what we were robbed with with Andrew Luck here in Indianapolis and the Colts. People were talking about, have him unretire, come to the New York Jets. And I'm like, you can't do that to us. That would be so heartbreaking (laughs) on so many (laughs) levels. Right. But I can't believe it went into the – anytime somebody goes to Andrew Luck, comes up into the conversation. He was just that good. Yeah, like you said, he's 34, so he still probably has some football in him if he wants to play. That makes sense to me. Um, and honestly, the other thing that's interesting is all these teams that are quote-unquote rivals of the uh, people they're throwing out there, like Tom Brady going to the Jets would be uh, crushing to any Patriots fan out there that loves the guy. The same would be true. I know there was a rumor that Tom was going to join the Colts, or at least people wanted him to be a Colt a few weeks ago, uh, and that obviously would also be a pretty significant move in every single uh, world. But Andrew Luck, same thing. Makes sense to me. I don't know what the Jets are going to do, but I do love the idea of Tom Brady sitting, you know, at a booth and then halfway through the game, supermanning the jersey from underneath his uh, his wardrobe and running out onto the field. If he does like a WWE promo video as he's going out there too, even better, but the NFL is scripted. That's what I'd say. Uh, something about the Jets going out and buying their team that's just never set well with me. Sure. I, I don't know. I don't want Aaron Rodgers to ever get hurt. I think this is an awful no, injury, right. and this is a, a completely yes. brutal, and I feel for it. Yes. But but, yes. but the Jets went out, and they did what the Colts tried to do for so many years and buy that quarterback yeah. and just fit that one piece in place. And I get it. The quarterback's the most important part of the team, but still, it just takes more parts. Well, you know? And we're not going to get to see it now with the Jets. You yeah, know? At- 
the one thing I'd say is I totally agree with your sentiment that I did, you don't want to see people get hurt. You don't want to see them have like season ending or potentially career ending injuries of any kind. However, as you know, a guy that doesn't like the jets at all, it was somewhat humorous from a jets standpoint, not a, not in Rogers standpoint that they spend a lot of money, get a great quarterback and lose him for um, plays into the first game of the season. That feels very jets to me. I don't know why I was amused by that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and it was, and it was just a coverage of the jets as a Colts fan. You know, I mean, we, we had a good during the Peyton Manning era. I mean, we had so much Colts were everywhere. It was nice. And we were winning. Sure. And now because we're in Indianapolis, we're not going to get the coverage that New York gets, you know, especially as they you know, that's, and that's all cool. That's just the way it goes. But at the same time, they're getting all this hype, you know, know, Super Bowl contenders and winners. And now they're not. All right. I got one last thing for you guys before we get out of here. I know we only got about a minute to do it. Uh, A guy went on Reddit, a husband, uh, and I love when people out themselves on Reddit for stuff they did and said that his wife is terrible at time management, always makes him late to stuff. Every time they travel, it's so stressful. He was at the airport with her set to fly somewhere to see his daughter, I guess. The guy's 47 years old. His wife's 43. The wife ducked out just before the plane took off to grab a Starbucks. Didn't make it back in time. The guy got on the plane and left her there at the airport alone, turned off his phone, didn't talk to her till he landed. Odds of him getting divorced, everyone says, is ridiculously high, but he said she needed to learn a lesson. Anyone with any thoughts before we take a break? Yeah, what a horse's ass. I mean, seriously. (laughs) Uh, that, that's just, I mean, there, there's something else going on there. I mean, yeah. you just don't do that all of a no, sudden you to the woman you love. I mean, right. you, 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 yeah. there's something else going on. And there, he so. went on the internet to admit it himself. More interesting to me.